Welcome to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. Anne and Courtney are passionate business owners and mothers who are here to help you transition into a career that allows you to work on your own terms and build your own balanced lifestyle. Whether you've already started your own business or are looking to create a path to get there, we're here to give you the resources, tools, encouragement, and community to support you along your journey. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. It's Courtney Galster, and I am here with my co-host, Ann Canoodala. And today we're joined by a special guest, Sarah Line, who is the changemaker enthusiast in conjunction with her brother behind IV Adventures, where she leads worldwide humanitarian trips and uh, travel opportunities for people who want to see the world and want to do it with a real expert. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. We're excited you're here. So I I, I want to just preface that Sarah and I have known each other. We orbit each other in the business world, and we met at a business event many, many years ago, actually before you were working full-time within your business. And Correct. since then, you have completely changed the direction of the business. You've expanded (laughs) it significantly and you've gone full-time with Ivy. And so I would love to hear more about what you're doing and how you're creating so much growth for yourself before we really dive into your story. Yeah. It's such a, you know, it's like, where do you start? It's like unraveling a big ball of yarn, right? (laughs) So uh, yes, I am the CEO and owner of Ivy Adventures, and we use adventure as a tool to train, empower, connect teams, and maximize organizational outcomes. But also, we host exclusive trips that just anyone can join. We love connecting people from all walks of life for adventure, belonging, and community, and just to have a lot of fun. So it's a, it's an amazing business to be in. We don't just design these trips that are really fun and filled with adventure and learning, but we also send some guides with to really help orchestrate the dynamics of your experience so that you can maximize your time and your money that you're on this trip and those connections that you make. And it's just a really great time where you can just show up and know that someone's going to take care of it, but it's not like you know, you don't have any participation. In it. It's very hands-on, very action-packed. So it's like the best of all the worlds in my personal, very unbiased opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what you're doing is impacting so many people in so many different ways because it's creating opportunity for people to travel that maybe wouldn't take that opportunity on their own. Um, It's taking the planning out of it for people who don't like to plan. It's creating opportunities to give back for people that want to give back. And it's adding an element to corporate culture because you've expanded what you do to offer corporate culture and team building trips. Correct. We have a couple of different buckets. So we do have like our general open trips that anyone can join or our exclusive trips for groups that are already pre-existing or someone wants to host a retreat or something like that. Now, our third bucket is my personal favorite and my passion because my background was, first of all, in the humanitarian world, and then second, in the employee benefits division, which are two completely different ends of the spectrum. To go from nonprofit to the insurance industry was quite a shock to my soul, and (laughs) it was the most beautiful 
thing that could have ever happened to me as well, because I saw such a need for what each of the different sides had. And I was like, let's make a corporate baby (laughs) that also has this social impact initiative, allows employees to connect with each other. If you want, they can fund um, a project in another country and allow employees to hands-on go on that trip with us to make that project happen. And so it's it's connecting the people that have the money and the resources and the desire to do good with nonprofits that are on the ground. They know what they need and they are helping us orchestrate making that happen. And so it's having long-term impact through short-term trips, which is what I think all of us want is to make sure that what we do and our purpose for being here is to create impact, is to have purpose or meaning. I think that's the question so many of us ask, why am I here? What is my thing? What, what is that thing that makes me feel alive? And so we're trying to work as hard as we can to create those opportunities for people to experience this for themselves as well. No matter if you're a machine operator, if you're a manager, if you're an accountant, it really doesn't matter. I love that so much. Like even just offline, we were kind of talking about what you can do within a week and how that connects people and these experiences that you're creating. And it just, there's so much meaning and value to it that you almost walk away like a different person. (laughs) I do say in a very unprofessional way, it's like, you can't not change (laughs) when you go on something like this. Like, I don't know a more elegant way to say that. It's just, you can't not do it because you're, exposed on every level to so many different things. But the beauty of it, especially when you're with your group of people or with your business, with your teammates, when you change, the most frustrating part of change is others that are in your circle, not changing with you. And so it is the most beautiful dynamic that I see is it all coming together and entire groups of people changing into these better versions of themselves because they're gaining perspective, because they're developing these really important life skills like creative problem solving or resilience or, you know, just understanding empathy even is a really big one that's developed on these trips. You're just, you find so much empathy, not just for people out in the world, but for each other. And so you can't not change. And the fact that you're changing together is so powerful. It's not just a different person. It's a different team when people come back from these. What I think is so cool about your background and kind of your own sense of adventure is that you, you did this for a living before, before you even went into the corporate space, you traveled, you lived in Thailand, you helped, uh, you helped people for a living and, um, in like a very, hands-on way. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience in Thailand and and how you how that changed you kind of your perspective coming back to the US? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I'll back up just a few steps. I didn't actually do it for a living. That was my intention, but I was like a failed missionary attempt. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you can fail, but I definitely did. <laughs> so um, most of my life, I, I thought I was going to be a missionary. I was like this freaky, weird kid that was always reading about like Mother Teresa. And, you know, like, I'm like, I, from a young age, like I remember my first mission trip, I was probably six or seven years old and I was in Mexico and we went to some slums and I have this, the clearest picture of me standing on this pile of just garbage and the horizon was dotted with cardboard boxes. And I remember this moment so clearly realizing that those were people's homes. And there was this thing that was inside of me. And it was like, I call it your knower. Like I'm a knower in a lot of ways. My intuition isn't just like, Oh, suggesting this, that like, I just knew I wanted to change the world for the better through practical tools. I wanted people to have homes to live in. I wanted them to feel safe. I wanted them to feel like somebody really cared about them because there's nothing I think quite as low as like bad as feeling like you're completely alone in this world. It's like one of the the worst feelings that there is. And so as I grew up, I always thought, oh, I'm going to do mission work, mission work. But as I grew up and saw the nonprofits, I, I would save all my money as a teenager and I would uh, pay to go on these mission trips. And so to make a living, I did, I, I did other work. I just worked as hard as I could. I worked in business. I always loved business and I would take all my time and literally like all my money that I ever had. And I would go on trips for I mean, I was 14. I remember when I went on my first solo trip without my parents and I went to a women's prison in Mexico. And I remember sitting on the dirt floor with them at Christmas time, giving them a party and feeding them tamales that we had made. And I was 14. And to me, that was just the best thing in the world because I was able to see this beautiful culture, this beautiful human that went through this process of brokenness and pain and resilience. And I don't know, it just always just, it it meant so much to me. And so as I got older, I started realizing that these people needed more help. They needed more business tools. And I decided to get my degree in business to use business to transform the world. That was my goal when I was just a, a young teenager. And so as I got older and I I got my business degree and I start, you know, kept working in business because I, I really do love business. I love understanding um, all the different elements to it. I graduated with my business degree. I was married, got divorced. I had two kids. So they were three and five years old when I got an opportunity to go to Thailand with an organization that rescued girls from human sex trafficking. And my role there was to be a business, um, like a business liaison or operations manager to get their businesses up and going so that these girls could have employability skills and we could help reintegrate them into society after rescue and recovery from human trafficking. And so it was there behind the scenes that, well, first of all, the, the first pivotal thing that happened was my mom freaked out, right? Because she's like, you're a single mom and you have a three and a five-year-old and you're moving to Thailand to fight sex trafficking. So in her mind, it's like, 
all of the worst things, like all the worst things all together. And she was like, not okay. And, you know, um, she convinced my brother, Steve, who is my business partner to come with me to be my nanny. He was my man nanny for my kids. And it was like, so amazing and like odd at the same time. And the number of people that think that we're like married because we would do like (laughs) pictures together, the kids. And it's like, we need shirts. We need signs. We need something. It is so funny. So anyways, we've just done so much together in those that regard. And we saw so many things behind the scenes. And so when I returned from that experience, I lived there for a year with my children. When I came back after, you know, my year was up and I had, I had committed to that. I came back got married to my current husband and uh, started working. And that was in the corporate world. And that's where I really started putting the pieces together to go from one dynamic that was so strong to the other and realizing how much they really needed each other. And I think it's that way so much in life, right? Instead of letting our differences divide us so much, how can we use those differences to really come together to become stronger? Because we need each other. We need each other's differences. And I think that this is the most beautiful combination you can do is people that have money and connections using it for good. So um, Ivy is kind of a, a gathering of all of those experiences and journeys and observations that I made going, there's something missing here in our lives. We have so much that has been given to us. We have so many resources. We got to do something with this. We have to create outlets. We have to use it to make purpose and make this world a better place. So that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> I think I got goosebumps like eight times during that story. Oh. So <laughs> oh. I mean, just everything that you're doing, it's, it's really inspirational. I, I love all of like, you're obviously a very driven person, but driven with so much purpose and so much meaning. And I just know, um, the impact that you're leaving on these people that are going on these trips, like for one week, I can only imagine you're taking these people on these trips for one week and you're probably making an impact over a lifetime. That's the goal. You know, during these trips that we were leading for humanitarian trips, just on the side, we weren't making money or anything like that. We were just leading trips back to Thailand because we wanted to help. We wanted to serve and we wanted to love the organizations that were existing there. We started realizing that there was people from every walk of life that would join our trips. They would be atheists and and very dedicated Christians. We'd have Democrats and Republicans. And it wasn't that we didn't talk about issues. It's that they started realizing how much commonality they had and working towards this greater cause and seeing someone else coming up with a great solution that you would have never thought of. It was like, you just er, like learn so much about each other and realize you appreciate each other, you value each other. And I thought, well, if this can unite complete strangers who are best friends by the end of this trip in no other world are these kind of people usually, you know, like great friends. I thought, what could this do to the business world? How could this transform teams? So many people at work just show up as a fraction of themselves, as a as a function or a job. And we are whole beings. We are complete humans. And it's impossible and ridiculous to think that we can just be a part of something and have it not affect everything else. You know, and so 
to bring teams together to really see each other as whole people, as humans, and to have them find this common ground of something that they're doing good together. It just breaks down so many barriers and it builds so much trust. And it, it really sparks this creativity inside of you as you're traveling. And, and there's just so many great outcomes that are a result of not just humanitarian trips, but spending this time and investing it in each other and just having a lot of fun. I think fun is something that is so underrated in the business world. And when did we all become so serious and boring? <laughs> like, right? <laughs> Funny duddies. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, you know, it's interesting. You guys talk about having a balanced life. As humans, we are homeostatic. So when we eat something that is very salty, we want something that is also very sweet afterwards. When we um, sleep for a while, we then have a lot of energy to be awake and vice versa. You know, it's, it's just this constant internal balance that our body tries to drive. And so at work, we're working very hard. We have so much stress. Like we should be playing really hard at work as well. We should be intentional about it because otherwise it throws our homeostatic body completely out of whack and you start getting stressed. You start getting burnt out. You start just, you're exhausted. You, you lose your resilience and your drive and your passion for life. And so we're really doing a disservice to ourselves and to our teams by taking fun out of work and by removing the whole person aspect. I find that so interesting that you bring that up because that, that burnout aspect of corporate culture is really, I, I believe that that is part of what has led so many women to leave the workforce and there, it's very hard to find balance, especially when you're a, a parent too. It's really hard to find balance in a corporate job because you're expected to not be a mother when you're at work and you're expected to not be at work when you're being a mother. And, you know, our, our lives are not compartmentalized like that, but, right. but corporate culture really pushes us to do that. And I think that is changing slowly, especially um, since COVID. I think that that's accelerated it just a little bit, but you see all of these women that are leaving the workforce and um, parents that are leaving the workforce because they need more balance and they need more than just coming to an office for 40 hours a week from nine to five. And so I think that's really interesting that you're kind of bringing that conversation to the table in a little bit different way than what we talk about a lot, which, which is how can you pivot your corporate culture so that it's less rigid and it's less stuffy and it's more inclusive and it's um, less based on getting 40 hours of work uh, a week of work in, but more on what are we bringing to the table? What are we getting done? And how are we balancing that to create like a real family within our workforce? Yeah, hundred percent. And it's sad because these corporations are losing their best workers. I mean, that's again, completely unbiased, <laughs> but the mothers and the fathers they're learning to juggle so many things at once. They are the strategic thinkers because they have to think five steps ahead. They've done studies on how efficient and productive mothers are at work. And the number of kids that you have actually increases your productivity and your efficiency at work. And so you get a mom that has three kids. She might not be putting in a full 40 hours, but 
statistically, she is doing three to four times more the work in the same amount of time. And usually having a really laid back personality because she juggles so much. She's got the kids, she's got all this. So you get like these really like empathetic, kind, usually very driven mothers and they're working so hard and yet it's not even noticed because maybe they're, they need to leave the office early or they have to run a kid somewhere, but they are more than making up for it. We've had that conversation often too, or at least I know I have, where I actually tend to be more productive with the less time that I have. And I think it's in line with that as well is that, Mm -hmm. you know, just as mothers, we're used to juggling all of the things. And so you have to be efficient. You have to be productive with the time that you're given. Um, And you know what? Sometimes that looks like working when your kid's in preschool or getting up and working in the morning or working at night. And it's not a traditional nine to five. It's not a traditional 40 hours a week, but as long as you're being productive and you're getting the job done, isn't that what matters? Right. Exactly. And I think the biggest thing too, that people don't look at is engagement. Like how engaged are people? Because even if you're getting your work done, there's still an aspect of disengagement. How can we really harness engagement? Because when engagement is involved, you're not just doing your work, you're coming up with innovative solutions that will better your business. And so to keep those parents like really engaged as well is another thing that a lot of companies are grappling with. Ivy was actually started by your brother many years ago, and you came in as a partner with him while you were still working in the corporate world and eventually left the corporate world to really take Ivy to its full potential um, at the start of the pandemic. Did I get that timeline right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, yep. Right, right around that time. <laughs> right around the start of the pandemic. And Um, and and since then you really expanded what you offer, you've grown what you offer. What do you think was the driver behind your success, uh, after you left the corporate world? I think that there's many factors to success. And I think that success is very fluid term. I think that success is waking up every day, just loving what you do. And that's the reason I left the nine to five is because I had something I was very passionate about that I knew was going to help other people and ultimately change the world. And although it's not just on my shoulders to change the world, I've got this dream and I'm not there yet. Success to me looks like people that can't wait to start funding projects and joining our trips to make the world a better place. Like there's, there's just something inside of me that I feel like I I can't rest until that happens. And obviously like you have to rest and you have to take your breaks, but like, that's my goal. I don't dream small. Like I was not born to dream small. And so in a lot of ways, I feel while we've had great success, we've been adding and growing. There's still so much to do because we have a world in need out there, not just out in other countries, but in our own corporate spheres that need to be transformed, people that feel lonely and broken and burnt out and exhausted. And how can we use this time to not just revive and ignite and connect them, but the entire world? And I do believe that travel is one of the best ways to do that. Because again, you can't not change. You can't 
go through something like this and not have all of a sudden the corporation go, "Mm, this person isn't a hard worker because they leave a little early. They're seeing this person as an entire person going, wow, they are really amazing with all they juggle. Wow, this person is so creative, but I've never seen it because we put people in these little boxes, they compartmentalize. But when you do something like this, all the boxes are gone. Like, like there's no boxes inside. Like it's just a, it's just a shit show kind of, you know, like in the best way, in the best way possible. It like miss, it like messes up all of our preconceived notions and ideas of what is supposed to be. And you have to allow for what is, because there's not really a lot of other options when you're in another country, when you're not eating your own food, when you're out of your everyday rut. So it's just this beautiful, um, we call it the messy middle. Like it's, it's this messy, beautiful time where you get to just look at who you are and to be able to do that as a team is something that I just, I, I can't wait to see corporate culture really grab a hold of this idea that we are whole people. Let's be whole people together and let's make this a whole world. I think that there's, there's so much, there's so many directions we could go with this conversation, but I think that from like a team standpoint, if you are a small business owner and you're looking for opportunities to really, you know, as a small business owner, you don't have the resources that a large corporation does. And, but if you're looking for ways to kind of invest back into your company and invest back into your team and also create a strong impact on the world, this seems like it's a way to really differentiate yourself in the market, um, both on the public side and on the employment side, as well as, you know, just like the do good that you can do. And so do you offer trips for, I suppose you, you could book a trip as anyone. You could create a trip as a small business. You could band together as with other small business owners to create your own trip together. Like there's, there's ways for people to partner with you that you're flex, you're flexible with how people work with you and you can create something. I mean, you create something out of, you created something out out of thin air almost, you know, like you guys created this whole company. It didn't exist. This idea did, this idea has been around for a while, but it's not something that's really been brought into the corporate side. And so if you are a small business owner, you could take this and really make it your own and bring it into your company to create a really thriving company culture. Absolutely. And actually my goal being the employee benefits, I got to see a very unique side of corporate, right? I got to see the disengagement, the retention issues that people are grappling with. And what I always saw was it ended up being an HR issue or it ended up like, oh, it's, it's a culture issue. It's a re, you know, it's a retention issue. This is all HR, but really where a lot of trust is breaking down is in management and leadership and people just getting tired of feeling like there's not transparency or they're just going to work to make someone else richer. And like, there's just so many different elements to leadership that isn't actually being held accountable for the culture within their, um, within their workplace. So my goal in looking at this is to shift percentages of retention, percentages of engagement to numbers, because if you're a multi-million dollar business, this is something that should be on a CFO's radar. This is something that should be on shareholders' radars. What is your strategy for utilizing 
the best resources we have, which is employees. We all talk about it. It's like we know it. But if you actually put the percentage of a 10% more engagement, what if you had a 10% bigger bottom line? So it truly is one of the best investments you can make. And it is my long-term goal to prove that through tracking the engagement and the retention that comes through these healthier workforces, that comes through these connected ideas, through even customers that want to do business with you because you're doing good. You're not just taking all this money and hoarding it. You're actually using it to invest in your employees and make the world a better place. So yes, small businesses banding together There's a variety of ways you can split the cost out to make it affordable. We also are starting our own nonprofit. And some people, like some businesses, might be connected with people that want to donate and can actually source a funder for it. And then we can work out the way that the employees can go on the trip. So there's a lot of really creative solutions out there, for sure, for any size business. I think that's so unique that you have not only built this, but you're creating a nonprofit. How do you do it all? (laughs) I don't do it all. (laughs) (laughs) I have amazing support. I've, you know, this is, this is not just work. This is a movement, I believe. And I find people that I share this, this vision with these dreams with. And I do believe in like, you follow that energy, right? Like if it's meant to be, and you have like these great intentions, you have a strategic plan in place, you have opportunities and outlets for people to join you on your journey. We live in such an individualistic society. People actually want to And so to find what their gift is and empowering them in that is one of my greatest joys in life because I'm like terrible, like for example, Courtney at marketing, (laughs) you know, like when someone comes in with that marketing gift, I basically just weep with joy that someone else is going to do this for me. My husband, like when we first started this whole thing, we knew it was going to take so much And we agreed on, it's going to take a lot. He's going to be stepping up in so many different ways. And he does. He will sometimes take the kids for two weeks at a time while I'm out on the road. And he does it like a champ and with joy and constantly encouraging me and supporting me on those days that I feel like I hit a roadblock. I'm, I'm devastated at an outcome or whatever it is. And you know, it's like, I have really great natural resilience, but sometimes it does feel like that weight of the world is on your shoulders or you can't quite see that light. And he's there and so many others in my life going, Sarah, no, no, no. It's just around the corner. Sarah, here's the next step, Sarah, you've got this. And so it's a whole community. And that's why I love just our trips in general, why I love travel in general, because to know someone truly, to know their passion, to know their core, the core of who they are and their passion for life, whatever that looks like, and to be able to champion them and cheer them on and to have someone do that for you. We need community. Community is so important and not just to have contacts or just to have relationships of some kind, but truly to have that community that knows the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like my community like you slap me when I'm doing something like this. Cause I have like my, 
my set of things that I'm like, I never want to go down this road and you have permission to like stop me in my tracks, you know, like, and so they do that. They hold me in the most gentle, loving accountability that I can have to help keep me on my path that I have set out for myself. So I really don't do it all. (laughs) I think you just brought up such an important point that I think sometimes, especially if you're a solopreneur or even an entrepreneur of a small business, we look at these other people and we look at what they're doing and we think they're doing it all. You know, Sarah is doing it all, but you brought up such a fantastic point of like, but you're not, and no one is. And I think that when we can better understand that as a society and that we can understand that it does take a village, it takes a village to run a business, to raise our children. And when we welcome that support and we're willing to find that community of people who will make us a better individual who will help us when we're down, who will help continue to push us forward. Like that is when you find true success. That's why Courtney and I started this podcast is because we wanted to create that community for people who wanted something different for those people specifically during the pandemic who realized that they could have more and they could find better balance, but they weren't quite sure how they could do that. I just think you know, it's so important to realize like no one's doing it all, like regardless of what you think, everyone has that community support around them. And that's so important to understand that you as a single individual cannot do it all. And at some point, you know, if you try to do it all, it's not going to (laughs) happen. Well, it's okay right. to not be everything to everyone and just stay true to your path and let people, let things evolve and flow the way that they're meant to evolve and flow. Yeah. One of my biggest things is I follow my energy, right? So I started, you know, just getting burnt out a lot. I would get irritable. I would get frustrated. I would crash. I would burn. And I started realizing that certain situations would completely drain my energy. And Mm -hmm. some situations would elevate it. And so I started studying energy, which is a whole other fascinating topic. And I really started getting really aggressive about saying no to the things that drained my energy. And as I did that, you know, I went, this is draining to me. Who does this actually give energy to? Like the detail stuff. Oh, that drains me. Who would love to feel empowered? by details because that's like, that's how how beautiful it is. Like some people actually love it. It actually gives some people energy, which is like mind boggling to me, but Hey, no judging, like take all the details, you know? And so when I started doing that, because before it was like, yes, we know we're not supposed to do it all, but it's like, what are those things that we pass off? How does, like, what does that actually look like? So many times it's like, we know we're not supposed to do all, but we still kind of try anyway, because, you know, it's like, we don't know how to give things up. Like we're control freaks or we're, you know, whatever, like there's so many different reasons we don't want to give it up. And so it's like, even though we know it, it's like our heart and our mind don't know it, but our energy does. So follow that energy. When you start getting drained from these certain things, like do whatever you can to align that with someone else 
who can come alongside and go, I got this. And it gives them life. You're actually supporting their purpose. You're supporting their journey and you're actually giving back to them as well. So it's not even one of these things of like, oh shoot, can you please do this? I know you hate it so much. It's actually going, hey, I see your gift. I want to help you reach your goals too. Is this something that would work well for you? And it's really exciting to see people feel empowered in things that would completely drain you. It's like a high of its own. (laughs) I think energy is so important. And oftentimes like we ignore our energy. And the one thing that I learned probably, probably back when I worked in the agency world, I, I thought I learned this earlier in my career, but I don't think I actually did is to trust your gut. Because if your gut is telling you that the energy is off, if your gut is telling you that there's something more out there, if your gut is telling you this is where I'm supposed to be, like it probably is right. And, mm-hmm. and so if you follow that, whether, whether you call it your energy, whether you call it a gut instinct, whatever you call it, like when you follow that, you typically are not led down the wrong path. And it may not be like the perfect situation immediately, but you can make it the perfect situation for you. So I think that's so, um, gosh, your story is just so inspiring to me. It really has always been really inspiring to me. But um, what you've done, especially in the last 12 months with your business and watching you grow and watching you share and seeing the joy of the trips that you book and the joy to the communities that you bring these trips to, like it's just been, um, it's almost, it really changes your perspective. And as a small business owner, I think, you know, the reason as a, as a human and as a mother, the reason why I left the corporate world really had to do with like not having that balance and not having that ability to be a whole person working in a company role for someone else. And so Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, what you guys do bringing perspective, bringing opportunity, bringing change to these companies, if they're willing to open their arms to that change and to those opportunities, they have the ability to really pivot their culture, but also really pivot the way that they look at people. And that's going to change everything. Like it's going to change their ability to attract the right people and retain the right people and create loyalty with their client or customer base. And that's, I mean, at the end of the day, that's how you have a successful business. Absolutely. So we could talk all day about all of this because there's, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) there's just so many topics we could talk about here. I think that if I were listening to this show and looking for inspiration, I would go to the show notes and I would go follow Sarah and follow Ivy because they share a ton on their social media and it's the best way to kind of start invigorating yourself with that positive energy, invigorating yourself with ideas and learning more about how they're changing the business world. Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on today. We're so appreciative that you're willing to chat with us and um, we'll put all of Sarah's information in the show notes and until next time. 
Thanks for joining us. We'd love to have you connect with us on Instagram and LinkedIn. Check out the show notes for our links and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And if you like today's show, we'd greatly appreciate a review. See you next week.